Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome into Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Redd, I lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On this segment, we're going to chat about oil rain and do a regular season preview. Before we take a deep dive into oil rain, let's uh, give you a quick reminder. I just want to let you know if you leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast podcast platform that helps us out so much here on the show. We're also on YouTube, so please subscribe to us at youtube.com slash attacking third. You can get all sorts of exclusive NWSL content, previews, recaps, and interviews right here on Attacking Third. The regular season starts March 25th, and you can watch NWSL matches on Paramount+. Plus. And we're doing a preview for every single team on podcast and on YouTube. So make sure you tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mom's dog, tell your cousin's cat, tell everybody that you know all about the glory. It never gets old. You saying that never gets old. (laughs) It doesn't. I'm letting people, I got to let them know. Because you know what? So there's going to be some folks out there that tune in just to hear about their team. Maybe they haven't listened to all of the team by team previews that we've done, which makes me a little sad because we're doing a lot of them, 12 of them. But if you're just joining us for your team, the team that you want to follow. Hi, welcome. In this case, Oral Rain, welcome. We're excited to chat about uh, all things Pacific Northwest on this episode. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Oral Rain. They are uh, taking their first steps into the regular season very soon. They've navigated an interesting offseason and uh, had an interesting preseason. They are uh, reigning Shield winners. Uh, went ahead and snatched that Shield in 2022. Uh, a third all-time Shield winning team under head coach Laura Harvey, who is with the team still. This is technically... Her third consecutive year with all with all ring, but has been with this franchise for a very, very, very long time. Had briefly departed to spend some time with the national team and the national and the senior women's national team program for the United States, but has also coached previously with the Utah Royals. But Seattle is home 
for for Laura Harvey, and she is going to get another run with this team in 2023. Some additions on the uh, coaching staff side of things because they said farewell to longtime assistant coach Sam Lady. He's now the head coach of Houston Dash. So a notable hire is they welcomed back Scott Parkinson as uh, assistant head coach. Very specific title there for Parkinson uh, heading back to work with Laura Harvey. Had spent some time with her previously uh, with Utah Royals, and now we'll get a chance to lead the team with Harvey in Seattle. Uh, this team, we talked about how they're the uh, Shield winners. They finished in 2022 as the number one ranked top team, 11, 7, and 4, their record. Similar to maybe another team, perhaps their rival, Portland Thorns, didn't have to make a lot of changes. I think they had a pretty strong team. I think that's something yeah. to be excited about, that you won the Shield, that you have a lot of good players, a good group to go ahead and make another long run in the regular season coming up. So even though they didn't have a ton of work maybe in front of them to do in the offseason, they still made some moves. And we gave them an offseason grade of a B-, minus, which I'm okay with because – Listen, they didn't have to make a ton of moves. Right. I would have liked to have seen, I don't know, something a little different. And just when I thought they were going to stand pat completely, Laura Harvey went ahead and did what she did on draft day, which is not really humor the draft at all, but go ahead and make a move for an experienced player to bring on to her roster. So let's chat a little bit about some of these additions. They went ahead and they participated in some trades. They got Emily Sané from the Spirit. They got Elise Bennett from Kansas City Current. And they went ahead and made an additional signing of a Brazilian international with a midfielder in Luani. Lisa, when we're looking at some of these moves, which one stands out for you the most? Um, one that stands out to me in terms of the moves that Laura Harvey and Overeem made is the Emily Sonnet trade from Washington Spirit. Um, this is... I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty, and and Laura Harvey likes her veterans. She likes a defensive backbone that she can have. I mean, look at some of the defenders that are on this OL Reign team in, in like a Lauren Barnes, a Lou Barnes that has been with this team uh, forever. And and that's what Laura Harvey likes, right? She wants players that are coming in that already have the experience, already know what it's like, have already seen success, have already seen some heartbreak, and, and that is an Emily Sonnet through and through. But I think it was maybe a bit more surprising because Washington then lost an Emily Sonnet. They lost a, a Kelly O'Hara and an Emily Sonnet. But I think in terms of the OL Reign viewpoint and, and when I'm looking at it just from their perspective, it's a huge get to get Emily Sonnet to really sure up that back line um, that – has some players, uh, I mean, that have already really solidified themselves. I'm looking at a Lauren Barnes, a Sophia Huerta along that back line, and Alana Cook. Um, but now you throw in an Emily Sonnet to that mix. <laughs> That's like a, a top-notch World Cup winning back line. Um, yeah. Which is is exactly what you want to see on, on this OL Reign team because this is a team that we will talk about for the next 30 minutes about how close they have come to winning the NWSL championship and then how they have fallen fallen short every single time. And it is something that is so bitter in the mouth of someone like a Laura Harvey that has, has been with this team for so long. Someone uh, like a Lauren Barnes, like a Megan Rapino, a Jess Fishlock, that all they want is to win. And they've been runners up in 2014. 
2015, making it all the way to the final and then falling short. They, they're coming off of a shield winning season. Uh, the third time they did that. They also did it in 2014 and in 2015, then in 2022, but they have yet to raise the NWSL championship trophy at the end of it all in November. And that's something that really the only thing that this team has their eyes on. And so getting someone like an Emily Sonnet to sure up that back line, I'm really pleased about it. Um, and, and then an Elise Bennett trade from Kansas City. I'm really interested to see how this one develops because uh, Bennett was a rookie for KC and had a breakout year last year, but also at a team and a club that utilized their rookies and, and didn't treat them like rookies, treated them like veterans and like really good soccer players like they are. And not every club does that. They they treat them like rookies because they don't have that professional experience. They don't have the mindset. So that's something that I'm really interested to see how Asana fits into this back line, uh, who who she kicks out of spot there. Because yeah. I don't think if you're Emily Sonnet, you're not going from Washington to O.L. Reign to ride the bench. Um, and then similarly to an Elise Bennett, how does Bennett fit into uh, what Laura Harvey wants to do this year? But I mean, big gains considering O.L. Reign lost zero, essentially, no one. I mean, maybe you consider somebody like Sam Lady a loss in terms yeah. of uh, what he meant to the club and the franchise. Um that's probably the most notable, I think, amongst their their offseason losses. Uh, number of head coaching positions opened up, and uh, this is someone who had to take over the reign uh, back in uh, 2021 during a specific stretch of time before Laura Harvey actually made her return back uh, with the club from uh, Olympic responsibilities with the women's national team. So we're talking about a very interesting time in rain history where you've got a longtime head coach knows the ins and outs of the clubs and uh, you know, the habits of his players and they weren't exactly getting the results. I think that people anticipated for the level of talent that was on the roster and Sam Lady took over the team after the dismissal of uh, Furry Ben City at the time. And I think effectively turned this team around. Um, within the weeks long stretch of time, they started picking up results. Laura Harvey made her return. They made a run for the Shield even in 2021, yeah. <laughs> but ended up just short there as well. Um, so this was, this was someone who was at this point in time, I think on, on multiple clubs radar in terms of a possible future head coach. So it's, it's almost not too surprising that uh, eventually he went on to take uh, on a head coaching role, maybe an opportunity that he was looking for for quite some time. And now he's got it with, uh, with Houston dash. Um, so yeah, I think you could look at that as a significant loss for, for the team moving forward. But I think they've also and, you know, adjacent to that, they also made a really good hire in Scott Parkinson, someone who's going to come in and, yeah. and be a real try to be a real players coach and um, help help lead the team with Laura Harvey. I think that's honestly a, a bit of a like for like swap there between a Sam Lady and a Scott Parkinson because they both have experience with Laura Harvey and, and coaching under her next to her mm -hmm. um, experience in the NWSL. I think 
really a positive move for both sides, right? Sam Lady now gets to be a head coach at a Houston Dash club that um, made their playoffs for the first time ever in their club history last year. They've got a lot of good pieces that they've pulled together. I, I think that's a great move for Lady. And I also think this is a good move for Scott Parkinson, a coach that went from assistant coach to head coach to unemployed for a bit. Now back to an assistant coach. It's it's almost it's not a lateral move because he he lost his head coaching position. So it is a step up to then go from unemployed to assistant coach. But I think that for Scott Parkinson, it's a really good role for where he can be right now um, coaching alongside someone like Alora Harvey. No, I'm I'm with you. I also am just like when they announced his his hiring, it also just, you know, made me very curious, kind of like perked my ears up a little bit to sort of hear or see the title that it was not just an assistant coach. It's like, this is the assistant head coach. So yeah. it's not just like first assistant coach or second assistant coach. It's like, okay, this is, you know, we're issuing interesting titles, some interesting titles here um, in light of uh, the addition of, of Parkinson. But there's also a whole roster that we got to go through. So there are some, there's a, there's a, some missing components here that we want to maybe highlight and address and talk about and players who are no longer with the team and their status is kind of unknown. So we got to go through this whole roster, sort of take a look at the players who have, have been around the new play, the new additions that have been made and uh, talk about where we think they might plug in come opening day. So stick with us after a quick break. All right. Let's chat a little bit about the preseason roster that we saw for OO rain as they build up to the regular season. Three goalkeepers, Claudia Dickey, Laurel Ivory, and Fallon, Tullis, Joyce, defenders, Lauren Barnes, Ryan Brown, Alana Cook, Sam Hyatt, Shea Holmes, Sofia Huerta, Jimena Lopez, Alyssa Mallinson, Phoebe McLernan, Emily Sonnet. Ten defenders for the rain midfielders. Nine with Angelina, Olivia Athens, Marley Canales, Jess Fishlock, Rose LaBelle, Quinn, Nikki Stanton, Olivia Vanderyat, Natalie Vigiano, and eight forwards with Bethany Balser, Elise Bennett, Jordan Heidema, Tiara King, Veronica Latsko, Mariah Lee, Megan Rapino, and Mackenzie Weinert. Tobin Heath, not named amongst the preseason roster for all ring here. One of the players that was listed on the free agency list. And at this point of our recording, um, still has a little bit of an unknown status. Uh, has not announced uh, a new club team as of this moment. And last we saw an update was from Tobin Heath herself, uh, having gone through uh, a surgery mm-hmm. so has was out for the remainder of uh of the season and then out for the remainder of the off season is back in, in training um getting back into fitness but um not with the rain uh, unfortunately so curious to see where she will end up uh in the future uh in nwsl but for now in terms of attacking players who can provide for this team, I mean, I read eight forwards, Lisa. Who's standing yeah. up for you? I mean, there's so many good forwards on this team. That's a little rain is is one of these teams is similar to a Portland Thorns that hasn't changed that much, and they're still a powerhouse when I look at it. But of those eight forwards, um, I mean, Megan Rapino on this list that we saw last year came in and just 
would notch goal, would notch assist, just consecutive games, especially towards the end of the season. Um, I, I'm really looking at someone like a Bethany Balser and a Ziara King to to take it to the next level this year. I think Bethany Balser is a player that we have seen had some really high highs, some pretty low lows. And last year she evened out towards the the top half of, of the bell curve, I'm going to say, in terms of her production on this roster. But I want to see her take it to the next level and, and have a little bit more consistency consistency. Um, I'm interested to see how an Elise Bennett fits into this roster. I, I talked about that earlier because this is a team that already has a Jordan Haitema, a King, a Latsko, a Megan Rapino, a Bethany Balser. Where is Elise Bennett going to fit into that spot? Because I, I want to see her play. I want to see her get minutes and, and play. Um, and then, I mean, Jordan Haitema, like I loved watching this player play last year. I think most recently playing with Canada, and, and the She Believes Cup is, was a little bit hard to see the joy in a Jordan Heitema just with everything happening with Canada soccer. But I think that it's a little bit different when you play with your club. I mean, the, the firepower that this team has when all of their superstars are on the pitch, which is how we often see Laura Harvey line up. And, and I mean, looking at a Fallon Tullis Joyce in goal that had a breakout year last year. I, I want to see that continue. Um, Fallon Tillis Joyce be be a goalkeeper that everyone fears and that consistently keeps OL reigning games. Then you've got Lou Barnes, Sophia Huerta along the back lines, and, and then an Emily Sonnet, Jess Fishlock in the midfield. Are you kidding me? A Rose Lavelle. Yeah. Like it's this roster is just so stacked. Yeah. It's so stacked. It's uh look, you look at the names and the preseason roster. And even compare it to 2022, and this is a team that is built to make another run. You mm-hmm. know, they had a couple important re-signings in their offseason. Um, so while it wasn't, well, maybe there weren't a ton of, you know, blockbuster, like free agency signings, <clears throat> they took care of business essentially with some of their veteran players. Um, you know, the re-signings of, of Lauren Barnes and, and Megan Rapino maybe weren't, um, you know, groundbreaking, earth-shattering, shocking moves for this franchise, but they were still important ones. You know, there's a a, a number of players on this team, um, you know, with Laura Harvey uh, that are still trying to chase that elusive championship. You know, so I think it's, you've got a quartet in Harvey and Fishlock and Rapino and Barnes mm-hmm. who are trying to make each other champions, you know, in NWSL, essentially. Um, so, yeah. So, like like I said, like, while it might not be, like, you know, high, high, you know, headline, you know, stealing type of signings, they were important signings, I think, in terms of those players and what they have meant to the franchise. Um, I liked the trades, you know, to have some someone like a, an Elise Bennett. To get somebody like an Emily Sonic did surprise me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, because at this point, like, we rattled off the, the position, so you're listing 10 defenders for your preseason. And I think you can go through those 10 defenders and know four starters at least automatically, like who we might see on opening day, whether that's a Sofia Huerta, you know, or an Alana Cook, so you know, and, and now you're adding, now you're adding an Emily Sonnet, you know, in, into that mix. Um, is she going to start along someone like a Lou, a Lou Barnes or how's that going to learn? Is she going to start along someone like Alana Cook? Like where are we going to see Emily Fox? For this back line, or excuse me, Emily Fox, Emily Sonnet, yeah, uh, along this back line, 
for Laura Harvey? You know, are we going to see her in an outside back position? Because we've seen for the national team matches in 2023 at this point, she's made her return there. uh, And we've seen her feature in multiple areas, whether it's been an outside back or in a center back position. So uh, I'm curious as to how that back line is going to look come opening day. Um, And I'm also equally curious about the midfield as well because it's just because i like the pieces that are in this midfield it's it's almost like you go line by line and you can find some example of champagne problems in every single line you know you're leaving you there's a possibility that they may leave someone off who could be starting somewhere else essentially exactly i mean that's what you have to think about right when there's one good player that you're trying to fit into it you only get 11 starters you only get three or four across the back line three or four in the midfield three or two up top there's you have to have a little bit of give and take and i think i mean it's it's hard for laura harvey to do when she looks at this roster it is yeah, it's it's tough uh, being a players coach when you got to make those kinds of decisions. Yeah. Um, in terms of the the personnel on this roster, who's a who's a young prospect and experienced veteran uh, that we can look to for this team? So who's going to be that young prospect to to get in here, get involved, force Laura Harvey to start them, uh, and who is the experienced veteran that we think this team? Uh, might lean on a little bit. Again, we've been talking a lot about this as an international cycle, players who will be absent, who is someone that the team will likely look to for for leadership. Young prospect, I think we're going to go with Elise Bennett in this one. Um, Got acquired out of Kansas City Current, going to enter a sophomore season, had some really good performances with the Current over the course of uh, Challenge Cup, uh, and then really kind of became this off-the-bench option for Kansas City when they were maybe going through such a time in a lull or kind of looking stagnant. This was someone that they could bring in and kind of mix things up immediately. I really, she's relentless. I love her work rate. I really am hopeful that she can continue her development uh, with Laura Harvey and all rain. But there's some question marks around that for me because we're talking again, line by line who is going to get that time in these starting 11s under Laura Harvey? I'm not too sure, but I hope it's somebody like Elise Bennett. I, I don't think it's going to be given to an Elise yeah. Bennett. I don't think that what she did last year at Kansas City, um, playing in 21 of the 22 games, three goals, two assists on the year for KC. She came in as – her role was a super sub. She would come in, provide a spark, the mm-hmm. the immediate counter press, and, and the ability to score goals. What she did in 2022 um, – as a runner-up with Kansas City, is not going to get her playing time with Laura Harvey and O.L. Reign. Even though it might work like that in other clubs and other leagues and other situations, that's just not how it works. Elise Bennett is going to have to come into O.L. Reign throughout preseason, throughout uh, their training every day, and prove herself, prove why she deserves to start. And Sandra, as we just talked about, this O.L. Reign roster is stacked across the front line, right? We're just looking at those seven other forwards that you've got a Bethany Balser, a Megan Rapino, a Jordan Heitema, Ziara King, Veronica Latsko. The, where is Elise Bennett going to fit in and who is she going to kick out? And that's something that I want to see from Elise Bennett this year, because I believe she has the confidence in herself as a player to get significant minutes. Um, I, no, I don't foresee Elise Bennett being a starter on this OL Reign roster. I don't. She, she wasn't really a starter with Kansas City. Right. 
She was a super sub off the bench. We're not we're not saying she's going to be the starter and score all the right. goals. We're just we want to see like a next step. That's all. We want to see a next step from this player, and I think that next step could be proving herself to get some minutes at the start of the season. Can she come in in the final 10 minutes of a game? Can she provide that spark for a team? And then can she build that up to be the last 15 minutes, a 60-minute substitute, a 45-minute substitute for this team towards the end of the season as it builds? And I think we'll see the most time from her during a Challenge Cup when there are some holes missing. But I I think a player like Elise Bennett is going to have to really trying to be a sponge in this environment with Laura Harvey, with all of the veterans that are on this roster that she can learn from. I mean, imagine you're a young player that now gets to go learn from a Jess Fishlock, a Megan Rapino, a Rose Lavelle. Jess Fishlock is one that's going to have to step up as, as an experienced veteran, um, not going to the World Cup this year with Wales, not not playing internationally. Jess Fishlock is going to be the one to drive this team to the top of the standings and then throughout this regular season. Yeah, I don't, I think, look, we chatted a little bit about Lauren Barnes and Megan Rapino as those important veteran uh, re-signings out of free agency. And I think it's easy to to look at a big name like, like Megan Rapino or another longtime veteran of the franchise mm-hmm. and, and Lauren Barnes and say, Hey, maybe this is, this is the player that they lean on or look to for that kind of veteran experience. But, Again, this is a player. Megan Rapinoe is a player that we anticipate will likely be absent during stretches of the season due to World Cup responsibility. And I think it's good to go with uh, Jess Fishlock because this is a player I think that has often found herself in a little bit of a leadership role uh, with the team during stretches of time throughout the history of the franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a 21, uh, 2021 MVP. Um, and this is absolutely someone that uh, some of the younger players or even sophomore players or third-year players are likely to look to in terms of professionalism and uh, work rate on and off the pitch. So I think that's going to – the spotlight might be a little bigger on her in, in, in a World Cup year um, because – the rain are likely to miss so many players during the World Cup. We've been chatting all about it. Players who might be absent for their club for extended periods of time. And uh, O.L. Rain are one of the, the teams that will probably miss five or more players to the World Cup. No final rosters just yet. But here are a slew of names for you to be on the watch. Alana Cook, Sofia Huerta, Emily Sonnet, Rose Lavelle. Megan Rapino, all representing the United States women's <laughs> national team. But you've also got Jordan Heidema and Quinn representing Canada's national team. So, again, anywhere from possibly four to five all through seven possible players who might be absent. You know, and look, we don't even know. We're not too sure of the status for somebody like Angelina. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. she suffered a season-ending injury. But the prior to suffering that injury was getting call-ups with the Brazilian national team. Um, curious about where somebody like their recent signing, Lueni, will uh, yeah. have final standing with uh, Brazil's national team as well. Who's going to be on that final roster for Brazil? So there's some question marks there as well. There's an opportunity here for a lot of five, five to seven to nine players potentially being absent for a good chunk of the summer. And and yes, the way that the scheduling worked out, um, the 
most of the Challenge Cup games will be played during the the World Cup window that is July 20th to August 20th. But man, these are some big names. Starters for club, starters for country, right? So big influential players. Yes, the Emily Sonnet getting traded from Washington to OL Reign, but it's it's a tough top-notch group to to be kind of in contention and in consideration with. I mean, there's a lot, five United States players that are potentially going to Australia and New Zealand for the World Cup. I mean, there's a lot of international players, a lot of holes that Laura Harvey has to try to fill at the start of the season, right? Like that's how you build these players up that are younger and maybe not going to get all those minutes. I just we don't traditionally see that with Laura Harvey. We don't. We we see the stars play, uh, the first team play for the majority of it until they're unavailable. But I think it all kind of has to come down to the goal for this season for this team, yeah. which kind of coincides with our biggest yeah. burden question because you and I aren't sitting in those oil rain locker rooms right now. We're not at preseason in Seattle with this team, but we know that everything on their mind is can we win an NWSL championship? I say it every year. I say, yeah, they can. All rain was my team to pick yeah. for the championship. They can I, do it. They just choke every year. What's happening? Look, it's, it's, it's a brain tough. fart at the end of the season, every single year for this team. It's, it's also just, I think it's also just the grind that it takes to run a table in general, yeah. but to run the table in NWSL. Is very very difficult. Um, I mean, this is this is a league that has, that has been home to, to several international players um, since its foundation, and we hear all the time. There's always going. There's always that chatter about what's the best league in the world and all that. And every single league in the world is going to try to claim that to fame. But when it comes to asking that question of which is the most competitive, very rarely do you find a lot of debate around NWSL that yep. it is very difficult to run the table and win the shield. And the rain have done that three times and they've done that under Laura Harvey, but this is America, man. We love championships. We love home yeah. runs, touchdowns and who wants to see some dingers. It's, it's a playoff format. It's a, it's a championship run. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the biggest event that closes out and marks the end of a, of a, re- of a regular season. And it is a, it is a title that this franchise is still chasing. So will this be the year in 2023? I'll say it again. I'll say, yeah, it can be. Can this be the year? If that's the question. If the question is, can they finally win an NWSL championship? Yes. I'll just say yes, because I've said it in other years prior, and I feel similarly this year, that they could have enough pieces here and go on a long run yeah. and make their return to the postseason and try to make and try to contend for a championship. Now, whether they get it done or not, is going to be on them. On paper, in theory, yes, they can do it, but um, it comes down to between the ears for this team. Yeah. It does. It really does come down to it and, and being able to focus on those final stretches. Yeah. We've got them as contenders. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we've got them as contenders. That's our projected finish for this team in 2023. Whether it ends in a championship or a shield or a challenge cup is going to you know, obviously depend on the team and the staff. But in terms of their finish, we absolutely have them as one of the top teeth, top three teams in 2023 and of course we'll be here through it all through I mean, the regular season to, to take a look and see if that comes true top three teams now that we've run through most of the the previews at this point it's portland thorns ol rain kansas city current boom they're our top three contenders for 2023 
we'll see if L.L. Rain can do it when that win that championship finally. Uh, and listen, I'd love, to see it. I'd love to see it. I'd love to yeah. chat about it. I'd love to talk about it all here on Attacking Third with you, Lisa. Uh, thanks, everybody. That's all we've got for you today. Uh, thanks for joining us on Attacking Third. Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us too. Subscribe to us on YouTube to get alerts for whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third. And we'll be back with more team by team previews for the 2023 season. It kicks off March 25th. Paramount Plus, the Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman. This was a tech interview.